The podcast Into the Thick of It is a weekly series featuring diverse voices in informal conversation among peers. We discuss emerging issues, ideas, and trends in gender for societal development. We also discuss stories in this complex age and get to know what gender has to do with it. My name's Dee, and this is Into the Thick of It. Welcome. I hope that everyone is doing okay and I am excited today because we are going to have a conversation concerning gender and culture. And with me here to have this conversation is my friend SP, a resident already. <laughs> How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks to you for having me today. Uh-huh. And I'm looking forward to everything that will transpire. Okay. Well, thank you and let's get into the thick of it. So, we understand that gender and culture is important. It's an important thing in development. What do we mean by culture? Uh, culture, if you can start, it's the simplest way to say it's a person's, a people's way of life. Mm-hmm. How it describes the relationships that people have with themselves and others and even the environment. Mm-hmm. So it really can uh, inform the way everything that we perceive and the different drivers that we have all through the beginning on when we start in interacting with our society mm-hmm. and our in- environment. They shape us to be the kind of people who are responsive to the environments that we are in. So culture is shaped in the socialization process. Yes, socialization is one of the drivers which sh- shapes our culture. Mm-hmm. But culture is even more than that. You can be shaped by, let's say, even how you interact with your friends, mm-hmm. your peers. Your peers mm-hmm. can be your sense of culture because culture, you can think of it in the traditional sense, mm-hmm. but you can think of it in maybe the some modern. type of modern and conventional mm-hmm. sense. Like even you, you hear Matwana culture, you, you, you ask what it is, but it's a person's way of life. Okay. It's an evolution from our traditional concepts of culture. Yes, and one thing that I have noticed from what you've said is culture is dynamic, it changes. Mm-hmm. So there was a traditional way of doing things and mm-hmm. now we are in the modern era. Uh-huh, what do uh-huh. you have to say about that? Yeah, we are in the modern era, but there's, there's something about culture. Yeah, it's fluid, it's dynamic, but mm-hmm. there's something about it that really still sticks. Mm-hmm. And you find that sometimes it's really hard to grow away from things like that. Like, let's talk about something that's structural, something that has been built. If a culture is meant for oppression for a certain group of people, uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's what it will do, even if it's even if it's fluid or everything like that. True. Yeah. Okay. So how is gender related to culture? Yeah, so for gender, gender uh, is the social construction of our responsibilities and everything else, how we are mm. constructed. Our behavioral how, norms. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm. So our culture, it can actually reinforce our gender because if your culture dictates that you be oppressed or you be the oppressor, mm-hmm. it can have a, an effect on the kinds of gender relations that you have with yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. So for one, the socialization process that you said of, mm-hmm. culture, the way it becomes... Uh, it permeates our lives. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's something that's it's an ab- abstract concept, but for you to understand it, they have to be the drivers. Uh-huh. People like uh, your family, your environment, uh, your religion and everything like that. So they really inform how you relate with others. Mm-hmm. And in that effect, it becomes something that's self-perpetuating. So mm-hmm. you, you say that this is my culture, this is how things have been. So you have kids, you say this is how things have been, you have other people and everything like that. And the thing about culture, mm-hmm. you find that it's something that's really... It's, it's not simple because mm. you think that culture, it's dynamic, that you can go to some other region and yeah, 
it will be something different altogether sure. mm. but something surprising is that oppression is something that's all over the world despite your culture mm-hmm. all of us are brought together by that kind of oppression sure. beat by your gender beat by your your age beat by any kind of disability that you're facing mm. there's a thing about the people being powerful ne- needing to step on the people who are below them okay. so it becomes something more so culture influences how we view gender Yes, it, yes it does. But like for example, I think it's Scotland men that wear skirts. That's a different type of culture from us who we know like women should be able to wear skirts, should be wearing skirts and then men should be doing trousers. Uh-huh. So it's dynamic from place yeah. to place. Yeah, it's dynamic and even uh, I really think I really try to stray away from the idea of culture because it's something that needs needs to be to evolve mm-hmm. because the, the the moment that culture becomes stuck in its in its in its uh, pace mm, that's when things become really bad because you find that maybe people say that this is how things have been but they're not looking at it from maybe the other person's perspective mm-hmm. or and from the, the times the yeah. times mm-hmm. the times, times that change, have changed yeah uh, they actually change So culture as a way of life has shaped the way society views one gender mm-hmm. and from another yes. and there's and there's a thing that you mentioned before about one gender being higher than the other. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh because of something called gender hierarchy where mm-hmm. a gender feels it's superior more than the other uh, the other gender. Mm-hmm. So describe that to us how culture has viewed has brought about gender hierarchy. You see what culture does it comes and uh, the power the power differences that we have they expressed in our culture mm-hmm. and in enforces the kinds of gender roles that we have mm. you find that maybe they say that a mom, woman's role is being a housemaker mm. uh, the the household dad, chores yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah so from the moment that they are born you see that girls the the kind of environment the kind of people that they exposed to they say that you relate with your mother you mm. relate with people who maybe are within the lower groups of society sure. and with guys because the most of the cultures they are kind of uh they want these guys to be providers and all that so mm-hmm. they give them the kind of roles that can actually make them mature into leaders and things like that so in mm-hmm. it, in effect it actually perpetuates the kinds of difference these people ha- that th- 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 these people have mm-hmm. and it's something that it really grows because something as simple as the kind of clothing that maybe you're giving your child the kind of toys that you're giving them mm-hmm. can have repercussions to their to their future lives True. to their careers to the, how they relate to their peers mm. and even subsequently the kind of positions that they may hold in life because you can imagine if someone has been in the kind of environment where they only expected to be housemakers how is it possible that now True. they can be something larger than that mm-hmm. so it becomes really 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 important for culture to be fluid and not to be stuck mm-hmm. it should change with the times like how like we know there's a traditionalist mentality mm-hmm. that men are hunters and women are gatherers uh-huh. till date that mentality is still there <laughs> yes it is it's, it's 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 something that culture is something that when it becomes ingrained in yourself mm-hmm. you, you know when you talk about culture mtu anadhani nimila like mtu anakuambia how things done but you don't know how you're expressing it how you how uh-huh. you, how the fact that you're living and interacting with everyone else is actually an expression of the kind of it, background that yeah. you have mm-hmm. yeah you find that someone saying i'm a born leader maybe it's because that from the moment that they were born a kid that's what True. they've been told mm. that's become their way of life and mm. they 
trying to express it in whatever way that they can. Mm-hmm. So these gender hierarchies and you know mm-hmm. one gender feeling superior than the other has brought on disparities, you yes, know. Yes, yes. And what kind of disparities can we see? Uh, There's a gender that feels backward mm-hmm. and is has been left Mm-hmm. really far uh-huh. like economic wise okay. political wise social wise they are not mm-hmm. on the same bar mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. how could you address that uh, i'd say that culture like we said it affects different spheres and the di- this different uh, means of agents of socialization mm-hmm. that should reinforce it mm-hmm. so if we talk about religion even the the norms that are within even uh, the fact that it's really awkward for people for a lady to propose to you so it's something that's uh-huh, culturally uh-huh. ingrained mm. and even towards education you find mm-hmm. that the different levels because uh something that's really crazy it's Kenya's been having affirmative action for the past couple of uh, I think years. yeah a, a couple of years and it's actually something that's really good to education but when you look at the lens through through which uh, everything else goes on because education you look at access after that you look mm-hmm. at the the promotion to different mm-hmm. different uh, different stage the transition if i may yeah. then after that the graduation uh-huh. so one can say that uh-huh, yeah and even subsequently the transition into careers mm-hmm. so if you want to look at education in terms of how gender has influenced that people mm-hmm. can say yeah we've been having affirmative action even now there are more girls than boys in school but True. where does it lead because after that career wise most mm-hmm. of them you find that there's this value of death that have been told to when women get careers and they get kids within the first couple of years that they have their careers it's really hard for them to True, get to back keep on up. track yeah, yeah. yeah so it becomes really hard for them and even enforced by cultural stereotypes because maybe they may find a guy who expects them expects them to be to at home home eh, homemakers yeah yeah so with that you find that they are actually given a lower level and with that it affects even their political power because even mm-hmm. till today when you talk about politics people say that they want things to be equal if it's the electorate it's the electorate to get whatever be it a man or a woman mm-hmm. but when you come to think of it women are already disadvantaged from the starting line because the sure. kind of people guys men for instance they have access to all these resources and something that's really important more mm-hmm. than resources in kinds of in politics mm-hmm. is networking sure. and networking there isn't networks that are capable enough for women to be to be to be leaders within themselves mm-hmm. so it becomes really essential for role models mm-hmm. and by breaking the glass ceiling more people can get there but we really have to look at it from how culture influences from the moment that they were born to the moment where someone has actually lost or can is mm-hmm. unable to become a leader of their own vocation okay so after all these disparities and you know gender hierarchy and each and every gender having its own needs and concerns mm-hmm. there comes in this thing about gender equity and equality yes. so what is this <laughs> uh gender equity uh is actually when you look at the disadvantages disadvantages that people face and mm-hmm. you actually need to bring them up to the same level uh, to but be for equal. equality yeah mm. equality you're treating them equally but for equity it's mm. fairness so okay. there's a difference you can treat people equally mm. but they, are, they aren't the same results True. because one may have been uh, in a higher level might be might have not been disadvantaged mm. but when you're talking about equity you you kind of realize that this person has very very different dynamics that are that are going on in their lives and mm-hmm. there's the need to actually look at their needs closely and their priorities Straight. so from mm-hmm. there it's when you can really really do much more 
for them. Between equity and equality, which one advocates for equal opportunities in access and control over resources mm-hmm. in the society? That's that, that's equality, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they have come along, this mm-hmm. equity and equality have come along and they have brought waves of change in mm-hmm. the culture. Uh-huh. Things like women empowerment has come. Yes. So how has this women empowerment changed culture? Uh, women empowerment. The waves of change. You know, uh, something that I think I can start from is how misused the word empowerment is because mm-hmm. now and every then these days you see empowerment here, empowerment there, but you don't really get it mm-hmm. when someone says that they've empowered you. But empowerment needs to be something that comes from within, like the decision uh-huh. when, where you can, you, your own des- destiny, you can you can chart it forward. Mm-hmm. So for women's empowerment, mm-hmm. it's when they're actually able to chart their own destiny, like they're unshackled anymore, mm-hmm. they're given all the tools all the resources that they can be whatever they that they can mm-hmm. and they can really uh, do the best that they can if I can say so women empowerment has changed our culture to be more adaptive to women uh, to some extent I can say that not yet because <laughs> culture is something that's really really bothersome because you might find that someone yeah they they are empowered but at the end of the day they still conform to the kinds of norms and that they true. That they go through that they found uh-huh, in the society true, true, true. Mm-hmm. because even when you talk about someone being empowered it's something that's really I can't just say it like that because even someone determining their own destiny and they're in situations of uh, <laughs> a disadvantaged situation, True. you don't know where to start from. But the thing is, mm-hmm. just getting them there, that's the first that, thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So women have been empowered a lot. And, you know, uh-huh. like the other day I was talking to you about how when a male and a female go for interviews, the boy is like, ah, what a pata when he name. You're a girl, you'll definitely get in. Uh-huh. So... Have women been empowered too much that the men have been forgotten? Mm, I don't think so. You know, when people talk about that, they say like uh, they've not interacted with people because mm-hmm. I can say for sure mm-hmm. there's a study that I've been part of that had me going to Kakamega and areas of Bomet over the past week and I can say that the, the realities are totally different. Mm-hmm. People that they don't know anything about gender, they don't know about empowerment and you, you, you need to know like the majority of people in this nation, they mm-hmm. live in the rural areas. True. So the kind of people that you're saying, yeah, women have been empowered, but <laughs> how people True. live, it's uh-huh. actually really, really worse. Mm. The fact that you're saying that maybe their numbers are here, mm. there's a difference between, because when you talk about equality and empowerment, mm-hmm. you talk about equality in law, voice, and their participation. Mm-hmm. Because if someone can be can participate mm. but they have no voice they mm. can't make decisions over things at the end of the day they're still discriminated they, sure. they face all these obstacles that can make them not go forward forward towards the whatever that they do so mm-hmm. when someone says that women have been empowered enough th- there's a kind of misunderstanding that people mm-hmm. have that mm-hmm. if women are empowered men are disempowered but they don't know that how much the empowerment of men and women are really intertwined mm. because when you one can't empower one and leave the other exactly exactly mm-hmm. because even studies say that you find it's highly likely that in households where women are actually have gone to school mm. it's highly likely that all their children will be successful in their lives so the empowerment of each and every society is really tied to women and the fact is women are more than men in the world okay. they're actually more than more than 50 percent mm-hmm. but yet they do most of the unpaid labor that true, we have true. Uh-huh. and even more than that they even the land people say that when you go to your farmlands you see that women are working on them and yeah when i say women on a funny 
But what they actually mm-hmm. don't know is that that's only access. There's no control. Troll over. Because mm-hmm. on the market day, this man wants to take the produce to the market. He's True. going to be paid for it and the mm-hmm. money won't trickle down. Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. Because something that's really important, security of tenure. True. You know, when someone has ownership over land, they will all the decisions towards it, they'll make it. And more than that, they can even get uh, financial services out mm-hmm. of the loan. They, they can get a loan out of the land that they have that can actually make them go forward. So you just see that a woman is toiling the whole day, all, all night, because they never uh, get the chance to rest, if I may say. Another thing that I saw uh-huh. was that even this extension services that the government provides, it's mm-hmm. the men who want to be taught about them. But uh-huh. they're not the ones who go to the ground to work totally to totally, toil totally. so they the 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 extension services people assume that the husband will go and dedicate the woman but uh-huh, uh-huh. i feel like um this extension services should look uh for the ones who are on the ground the ones mm-hmm. who are working mm-hmm. totally I, i'm glad even you said that most of the extension services when they have they actually say that men men are the people who go there because mm-hmm. they i noticed that there the two things the issue of mobility and the issue of the women's participation true. so for mobility you find that culture actually constrains the mobility of women women true. like they say the work that you do is within, within the household within the compound mm-hmm. but when it's somewhere else you can't go and another mm-hmm. thing on participation they say that if it's a guy who's teaching men are more likely to understand, to understand better than mm-hmm. a woman, mm-hmm. so which is <laughs> <laughs> something which is really because the, the woman is still the one who will be on the ground tracking and doing all that. True. So it's really essential for that. And even more than that, you find that the extension workers themselves they're really gender blind because when they come to the when they come to the home, so the first question that they say that's if the the the, the training itself mm-hmm. is not in the house. They ask nani mm. shamba. So True. So no, no, how, uh, how how and we know goes. most of the ownership of this land is men's. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So how culture and traditions are changing mm-hmm. in this gender sensitive world mm-hmm. that aims to create gender inequity and equality is something uh-huh. important. Okay. So how do you view these cultures and traditions mm-hmm. in this gender sensitive world? You know uh-huh. nowadays people are gender sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I think people can even do more. We go beyond gender sensitivity to go to gender responsiveness because when you're sensitive, it's mm-hmm. like you know, like this is bad, but you won't do anything. But when you're responsive, you actually True. stand up uh-huh. to that and you, you can you can make saying. the change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about in the past, even going on currently, the mm-hmm. the score that has been FGM, female genital mutilation, as a part uh-huh. of culture. Uh-huh. more than that you know when people say that culture is retrogressive they think about the awful things that they can see but mm-hmm. there are other subtle things that which they they're they not aware sure. of mm. yeah yeah so for for fgm we can say that that as a part of culture it's something that's really awful and really I, I don't even know because it's just a scourge that needs to be ended which actually curtails the lives of these women these mm-hmm. communities mm-hmm. and really makes their lives be much worse than they than they than what could have happened if they could have been empowered mm-hmm. so for culture to play to be to be transformative first to be gender sensitive mm-hmm. and gender responsive to all this we really need to understand because the thing about it, it's really hard for someone to be empowered if they lack the understanding that something sure. is oppressive. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we need to start from that desensitization. And more than that, the will from our political leaders, it has to be something that they do really intentional mm-hmm. because you find that, yeah, we have really, really awesome laws. FGM has been having laws for a really, really long time. But up until now, mm-hmm. there are certain communities that still practice it despite the different interventions that, that, that we have. Mm-hmm. So the government, what they can really do is actually, 
awesome studies on FGM and how we can really, really understand the communities of these mm-hmm. people and change mm-hmm. their ways of life because it's something really hard when you're trying to change them. They say this is our culture and all sure. that, and you coming from it from the uh, low point of view instead of bottom-up where the people can actually change their cultures because you find even FGM mm-hmm. these days, there's some some alternative rites of passage that these communities sure. have. Because cultures, what they re- actually did, there are these rites of passages that we had, that we had to go through. So uh, these communities, they feel empty if they don't have that. That's what I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should we embrace these waves of change, you know? Uh-huh. Or sh- are we defying the very roots uh-huh. of where we came from, you know? <laughs> Uh, that's a difficult question because <laughs> it's actually di- t- different groups of feminists. I'm actually an intersectional feminist, so I really look at inequalities according to True. different groups of people. Mm-hmm. But you find that because people have different backgrounds, mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and yeah, there are some feminisms, some forms of African feminisms which actually take identity mm-hmm. in the kinds of cultures that we've gone through, but not mm-hmm. the oppressive kind, because you find that even the colorfulness of our culture is something that someone can really embrace. Mm-hmm. But I, re- I really want to sensitize on the word retrogressive. Mm-hmm. Like these cultures, they're the kind that are harmful to the people and harmful sure. to the community. Mm-hmm. So it can be something that can be actually gotten rid of, but we really need that communication. So there are good the parts cultures. of the culture that we can keep, and then harmful ones like FGM, uh-huh. early marriage, uh-huh. Uh, true, mm-hmm. true. Because culture, culture, I, I'd be lying if I'd be saying that uh, from one culture's point of view, because cultures are really diverse and mm. they have really something embracing for each and every culture. True. And they have a, a good, a good, a uh-huh. good, true, good true. stuff going on yeah, in yeah. their something cultures. That, uh, something that I appreciated during my high school was we used to have uh, like what were called house parties during our, our high school. So it was true. kind of like mm. uh, during the last, last time of the year, uh, there's a day, a whole weekend where people they actually contribute money and they get to buy food stuff and we cook for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So during well, this time, what school is that? <laughs> <laughs> good schools, good schools. Oh, uh, all ma- right. Uh, Group of school. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so, uh, so when people come together and we actually have our money together and we get to cook. Us guys, we get to cook for uh-huh, ourselves, so that's uh-huh. that's actually going against the gender norms where women, uh, women and girls are the ones who mm. cook. And more than that, you find that each and every culture they have a way of how they prepare things. Mm. You get to learn how people do things, where they come from, mm. and you get to appreciate appreciate everyone who's within the school and all your friends. Mm. You know that we, we are all different, but we are all together. Okay, yeah. I remember maybe in our high school we used to go to showground you know i love la- <laughs> 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 eh? uh-huh. i used to study in machako's girls so uh, we used to go there go uh-huh. to the show look at that culture cu- different <laughs> cultures and things yeah. Yeah, but that one for eh, contributing money to cook. <laughs> Woo! That, that's like over <laughs> neighbor. <laughs> it, it actually changed uh, when it, uh, when the like the, I think when the time changed. When, when was it? Twenty sixteen when everything changed in in the school system. Like uh, no, yeah. no visiting. True. No things yeah. like that. Yeah. I think it was when. Uh, Professor Matiangi came in. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a professor? Yeah. He's a doctor. Doctor. Oh. doctor yes. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> uh-huh. So what would be your closing remarks? Uh, in terms <coughs> of culture, mm-hmm. I really think that communication and like sensitization can really play a, a really major part. Mm-hmm. There's something that uh, 
uh, a scholar Freire talks about mm-hmm. it's called uh, conscious awareness oh, okay. when you have the conscious awareness to do things you actually think critical it's actually critical awareness we have the critical awareness to do things you actually think about things consciously mm. how it affects you how it affects the people around you and with that I think culture when you give people the space to actually think mm. to for, for both of them to be in equal parts because one thing is yeah women are oppressed but who are the people that we go to within the community uh-huh. it's the men uh-huh. so for the women Women to actually have the kind of um, decision-making power that they have, that they actually, that the people who can change it, they, they, that the people who can change their lives in the community. Mm-hmm. So culture, I really think that uh, for change, change should, should be embraced. True. But we should be really generally responsive towards this because change can be really mm-hmm. as can be really good and it can be awful to oh, some okay. people okay. because there are different segments in the in the community, men, women older persons, persons with disabilities. Mm. It may be that something happens and it really affects uh, some group of the population. So mm. it's really important for, for any intervention that we have for us to have a informed view, do a gender analysis on the community, get to know uh-huh. the dynamics, get uh-huh. to know the people really, really well and have your intervention, the kind that can actually make these people be self-sufficient, mm-hmm. the kind of interventions that these people, when at the end of the day, when everything is done, they can chart their destinies and be better persons. They mm-hmm. go from that. Yes. That's a wrap. Thank you, SP. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. So, dear listeners, sadly, we've come to the end of today's discussion. But not to worry, you can join us in our next podcast where we're going to get into the thick of issues. So, have a wonderful day. Subscribe to this and other shows on acute.co.ke. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other online podcast platforms.